0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Often imitated, never duplicated, it's The Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy Wiseman vice president of guildhall wealth joining me today is Jerry Karaya, senior broker here at Guildhall how you doing Jerry feeling good Jeremy uh, it- it's Friday and uh, yeah very excited week it's been a it's been a very exciting week a lot has been happening in terms of we've got the silver squeeze 2.0 coming up if you're listening right now uh, we we record the show on Fridays and of course it airs on Saturdays and Sundays. So we do have the silver squeeze coming up. I believe it's uh, would be on the first of May uh, over the weekend. So we'll see what happens. We want to talk about that later in the show. We're also going to be talking about uh, what is happening in the commodities uh, sector. Uh, lots of lots of price movement over there. We also have to take a look at some debt. And of course, how things are how the economy is going to be handled going forward let 's let 's start with the debt. Um, I just showed you Jerry before we jumped on air um, this chart where it shows that the Trudeau government between two thousand basically two thousand and fifteen and two thousand twenty two they like what they 're planning to spend is about six hundred and sixty two billion dollars is what they 've spent so far. And the combined debt of all Canadian Prime Ministers since 1867 is $630 billion. So the Trudeau government has already outspent the entire history of Canada. What is your
2: initial thought when you hear something like that? It's shocking. Um, not surprising. It is shocking to know that we have uh, gone this far so quickly. And it's just exacerbating. The Bank of Canada last week um, spoke. And uh, they actually cited that, you know, the economy's doing okay, we're reopening, uh, we're going to tighten a bit. As we noted before, the Bank of Canada was printing $4 billion a week, and they've tightened it to $3 billion a week. Uh, really, again, just an astronomical figure, just thinking about how many Canadians are in the workforce. We only have 33 million people in Canada, so where is the economic power? Where is the GDP coming? Who's going to deal with this debt and how? And also you think about
1: it you say okay all of this money printing is skewing reality how much of that is being thrown into major corporations so it looks like the economy is doing great i talk to people all the time they say i'm, I'm not sure how the economy is doing so great and how the stock market's rising when i drive down the street and there's nothing but closed businesses
2: it's nothing for us it's nothing nothing for the medium medium class uh, we're getting squeezed out um, the rich are getting richer. The banks are getting their bonuses. And that's the way it is. And they'll continue um, this this charade as long as the Canadian and the, the, the global population start to wake up. And they are waking up. And this is the silver squeeze that we're talking about week over week. Um, we want an end to this charade, this this fraud that's happening from the top down. And silver is the Achilles heel to do that. There is a cost to all of this debt. I mean, whether it
1: is... They're going to raise taxes to pay for it or whether the money runs out at some point and people who are getting all of these loans no longer get those and you have to deal with the fallout of that. And then as well, you have this lack of actual tax revenue coming in. The tax revenue can't be enough to cover all of these debts. You've got the debt to GDP well past 100 um, debt to GDP, so you can't grow yourself out of it. So the answer is not just print more money. <laughs> like At some point, the the rubber hits the road and you say, okay, I, we're in real trouble. We either try to inflate this away or we try austerity, raise taxes, et cetera. So let's talk about – I mean raising taxes, that's obvious. Let's talk about the, the more insidious one, which is inflation. Now, I don't know about you, but people are talking about inflation. Everyday people are now saying, look, I just did my, my budget for the month and – it's up, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't think my kids ate that much, but it apparently they're not eating anymore. It's the fact that the prices are up, and so people are really seeing inflation. I think it's a one of the number one Google searches these days, so it's now apparent, it's now obvious, and we have to take a look at the the real rate of return. what is the real rate of return if the government says inflation is at two percent and they want a jawbone and tell us that. It's transitory or whatever they want to say that inflation is not actually happening. But then we look at our real lives. We go, no, it actually is happening. And the rate is way, way higher than 2%. So if I'm leaving my money in the bank at less than 1%, I'm losing. That is, that's how the government is going to pay back that debt. Mm-hmm. If, they can, if they stop producing more debt. That's assuming that they don't continue to balloon the debt, mm-hmm. right, but if they keep the debt as is, that's how they're gonna get rid of it they're gonna they're gonna just basically tax you through inflation and if you're getting three four percent on your money, fantastic, except that real inflation rates real world rate is probably closer to five or six, and so then again, you're still negative one or two percent mm-hmm. plus you're now paying you're playing you're paying capital <laughs> gains on those on that uh on that so on the, the meager gains you have been getting. So I just don't see where, where people are going to figure out how to, how to bulk the situation, the situation, get out of this situation.
2: Getting out of the situation is, is the key here. And how do we do that? Uh, when you have, you know, people receiving these stimulus checks or, you know, the checks to stay at home and not work, there is, there is zero incentive to go back to work, to get into the workforce. Um, so it's a, it's an equation that doesn't really add up for a bright future. Uh, the only way is to understand what's going on with the money supply. What is this inflation and what does it lead to? A total depreciation and a devaluation of your currency is is what is at hand. How do we protect against this erosion of purchasing power year over year? The only way is to get into a non correlated asset class to the U.S. dollars in the stock market, and that is historically physical gold and silver. We're not talking about uh, ETFs or shares or any type of derivative or proxy for physical precious metals. Those don't count. It's all about the physical. And the physical gold
1: and silver have both averaged 11% a year for the last 15, 20 years, Silver's now, I, I believe we're we're around neutral on the year. Uh, gold has retreated based on its its highs of last year. We're still a little bit under on gold right now. But then look at look at what's happening in the other commodities. Lumber's up 300 percent. Copper's up over 100 percent. Food inflation is there. You've got inflation happening left, right, and center, and the commodities sector is is going gangbusters. Prices are going through the roof, and you still have this ability to buy gold and silver at these undervalued levels, even with a higher premium. It's incredibly cheap. I mean, imagine what would happen if gold went even closer. Let's say the Dow gold ratio dropped in half. Right? it's right now I think it's at like 14 fifteen to one what if it went down to if the the Dows trading at thirty thousand points and gold went to four to one you're probably looking at still seven thousand dollars an ounce on gold yep. even with a higher premium think about the gains mm-hmm. and it's gonna go there it will it's just laid out of the gate
2: mm-hmm. why do you think it's laid out of the gate uh you know, what, how the world views gold and silver. Gold and silver are precious metals. Yes, they offer industrial attributes, just like the commodities sectors have already taken off. Uh, those the, That's what we call the canary in the coma. Remember, precious metals, the word precious connotates that they're monetary metals. Gold and silver to us and globally are money. And because you have entities and institutions and bullion banks who have started to distort prices through derivatives and proxies to short for gains, they're not only making their money, but they're trying to dissuade our our attention from what real money is, which should be scarce. So this is really um, a paper versus physical war and which side wins. Fiat currency have a finite, they're finite. Uh, Fiat currencies, which is a, a Latin term for let it be so, by government decree, we're going to say this has value because we say so. No, it does not have value. Gold and silver have value. They have intrinsic value. They have weights and measures. It's balanced. And you know when you have that demand for physical, for commodities, then you have a demand for real money. And that's what people want, the real money. The number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website guildhallwealth.com.
1: And some of the ways that you can get involved in the market, Jerry, would be just to acquire the product directly. You know, go to Guildhall's e store, com, pick up some, you know, maybe a tube of silver maples. Uh, there's twenty five ounces in a tube, some ten ounce bars. And then maybe once you get a comfort level of what it means to actually own real money in your hand, where all of a sudden the value of your worth right when when you go out and you get money right you you put out your value and you get back a paycheck and you put it into gold and silver and it stays there it doesn't dwindle over time due to inflation that and, and in fact it grows Mm-hmm. right if you're getting 11% a year on gold that means it's growing that's a great place to be protecting and growing yeah. wealth over the long term and yet they still persist in being undervalued right now even though they've performed quite well but that's a great way to get started is just picking up some physical metal getting it in your hand you don't have to commit to you know putting 50% of your net worth in or even 15% of your net worth but uh do you think
2: that that's a good place to start people should just think
1: Nah, get a little
2: bit in your hand. It's physical. Anyway, and whichever option you decide to go with, whatever is comfortable with you, we're not here to push you, but get something in your hand indeed. But we're not doing ETFs. We're not doing certificates. We don't do any derivatives or proxies. You get the real thing in your hands, and, and then we begin from there.
1: And, you know, of course, you don't see central banks buying, cert- buying certificates or ETFs. They actually buy the real thing. So you have to consider – on the one hand they're jawboning saying ah there's no inflation on the other hand they're buying gold at least other central banks around the world so let's get into that let's also keep on the topic of these commodities because i think it's important for listeners to understand exactly how undervalued gold and silver are and what type of money is going to be made and to have the patience to 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 stick through that to not just protect your wealth but to grow your wealth and then of course we're going to get into the silver squeeze 2.0 will it work the number, one silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to The Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Cariah, the number one silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We're talking about real money because real money should be a store of value, and that's what we've been seeing in the gold and silver market for decades, and it continues to do so even though, and this is the key, it's actually still undervalued. And so there's a potential there for much much bigger gains not just protecting wealth but growing your wealth as well. And I think one of the issues that maybe gold and silver are having in some cases on on a level Jerry is that we are living through a time where there is instant gratification. And that usually happens at the top of markets where there's um you know people are very excited about the stock market it seems you can't lose although we seem to have a lot of people coming over where they're saying, you know, I've been in these mutual funds for years, and the only person who seems to be making money is the broker, mm-hmm. so I need to start making a change and i 've been wanting to get into the metals and let 's put a little bit into into gold and silver using this portfolio um, That being said, I digress How do you feel and how do you talk to people who they they need to see gold and silver as a long term play as part of their portfolio long term but they can't stop thinking about the speculative side of things and making money you know that money should be coming much, much quicker mm-hmm. than
2: that. I think what, we, what I try to do is lay a common denominator with everyone. I think it's very important that yes, we want some gratification today, but it's very it's much more important to worry about our tomorrows and generational wealth. Um, there is a great proverb that I live by a good person, leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Uh, We we fail to uh, plan for the future, even beyond our lives, countless people not even putting away anything for a rainy day, Um, looking for today, quick flip mentality. It's a mentality that has shifted, and this mentality is being fed to us with these universal basic income checks, day-to-day check by check by check, nothing about tomorrow. So once we come into that agreement that, you know what, Jerry, you're right, I never had this conversation before, how do I do this? Well gold and silver historically have never gone to zero, historically have been money, have regarded been regarded as money. They're scarce because real money is scarce. real money is recognizable, it's intrinsic. and and it's, and it's relevant today, much more than ever before. So it's a very exciting time to you know, it dis- discover with the person uh, why this is a great opportunity um, and further why it's a necessary thing for for every portfolio and you
1: know if we look at some comparisons of gold and silver this year versus last year you know gold last year was trading at 1719 now remember it had moved up significantly um and currently it's trading at 1777 so that's only a 3.41 percent increase but i think you do have to look at it as that is the opportunity there there Mm -hmm. is not i want to go back to what i said in the first segment which is When you look at the commodity sector and you see the incredible rise and what inflation is doing in that side of things, and then you look at gold and silver and you say, against the money supply, against the debts, gold and silver are so incredibly undervalued. I am not going to look the gift horse in the mouth here. I'm not going to sit there and say, well, I'm not going to buy it because it hasn't moved up like lumber did. you got to sit there and say, it's going to happen. We're very lucky that gold has not taken off as of yet, that silver has not taken off as of yet, that the banks, for whatever reason, are trying to, as, as uh, they said, tamp down the price, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want it to get out of control because there's entities that if the market goes up, they're going to lose a lot of money. The banks are going to lose a lot of money. So they have an, a vested interest to stop it from rising, but therein lies the opportunity because they can't stop the inevitable rise. Other prices, uh, silver. It's trading at fifteen, just over $15 last year. Today, uh, or, or this week, it was trading at 26 That's a 71% increase. Platinum, a 61% increase year over year uh, from April to April. Palladium, 40% increase. And I believe you just mentioned, Jerry, off air that palladium hit a new high today. New all-time high, that's right. And the Dow is up 43%. So in actual fact, silver and platinum have outperformed the Dow so
2: far year over year. Those statistics are very, very um, uh, encouraging, especially looking at gold flat on the entire year, hugging seventeen seventy six. That's a, a, a very key level. Interesting year. It's a very interesting year indeed, um, and which means that we've been consolidating at seventeen seventy six, a new floor, a new support level, and now you have silver still hovering, you know, hovering highs. Um, it's going to break out and we're going to see highs that we've never seen before and how is that possible we talked about it last week where you have banks um, rehypothecating hypothecating and having shares uh, to the tune of about a thousand to one for every one ounce of silver they have created a thousand plus shares that if people have bought and now what they're trying to do is people want to take physical delivery well they can't deliver for now, this is sand through the hourglass. They have run out of they're running out of time. And when this happens, when that catalyst hits, this precious metals, the the lag in silver that we're seeing versus everything else will all make sense.
1: Yeah, I think as far as the, 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 the sand through the hourglass that we're discussing is also a race between like what we're seeing as this as this tampening down on freedom versus what the globalists are after, which is trying to get everyone onto like a single currency and how do you get rid of these debts and you have to move over to a new system, right? Because the central banks, they've run their course. They, they're no longer effective. No. They're no longer working. The 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 debts have gone too far. You have to reset the game somehow, and that's why that was why it was so odd when out of the blue it's like well, what where's the war and they're talking about the great reset and build back better and all of these things and it's like well you were the ones who tamped us down like you were the ones who stopped the businesses mm-hmm. right now all of a sudden you're telling us we need a new Currency system or something new. um, Yeah, we do need something new, but we don't need you to create it for us. You know, it's kind of one of these things where I'm noticing in conversations as well, Jerry. It's like you look at people talking about every day, every day, every news station. okay, on on a.m., not just a.m. six forty, all of them. They're all talking about how ineffective the government has been with regard to the pandemic. Mm hmm that they've just completely screwed it up. Yeah. Right? There there's you know, and, and maybe that's just how it's supposed to be, that the you know, we all complain about how you handled it and you say, okay, well you try being in my shoes, et cetera. But at the end of the day you sit there and you say, you've you've mishandled it so poorly, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How are we supposed to trust you with the economy? That's what I wonder. Yeah. I say the the faith in the in the government on this is completely out the window. People can't wait to to vote someone else in, mm-hmm. right? If they had a better, if they had some good candidates. But on the other side, it's like, but but you're also controlling the the economy side of this. And if this is how you handled the pandemic, how are you handling the economy? Mm-hmm. And you see it. We talked about it. The fact that the government has printed six hundred billion plus verses of debt, more than at more than the entire history of Canada. The Liberal government has done this, and you you said, oh uh we're going to lower the debts a little bit. We're mm-hmm. going to we're going to slow this down a little bit from 4 billion to 3 billion. How do you like that? Oh, so it's good. craziness. This is craziness and you have to start protecting yourself. I don't think this is a time to sit there and say I trust the government.
2: No. Not seeing that at all. It's either you're you know you're starting to prepare. I have seen countless individuals in the past month, month and a half leave the country. Just I've had enough. I'm moving to Mexico. I'm moving to the states. I'm moving here or there. Um, this is another trend that we're seeing, which is uh, quite alarming. But can we blame them? No. I mean, you see it in you saw it in in sort
1: of the blue states, right? Like people leaving California in in masses, in New York. right? And New York in masses because they want to go places where where freedom's allowed, where there's no vaccine passports or whatever it is. Um, now we have to eventually address. The monetary issues. And I think that's the other thing people are talking about. I can't wait for things to get back to normal. I just want things to get back to normal. I'm going to go get the vaccine because I want things to get back to normal. And you sit there and you say, where's normal after this? Look at all the debt that they've created. This is not there is no normal after this. We're going to look like we're going to look like Greece after this. Mm-hmm. Remember what Greece looked like? Do you remember the riots in the streets because of Greece because of the austerity plans? This is going to look like the Arab Spring mm-hmm. when inflation happened in food prices wow. and it went up and people wow. snapped because they said that's it. You know, every person listening to the show, I want you to think right now, what is your limit on how much you will pay for an avocado? Great Is it question. $6? Mm-hmm. Is it $10? What about when it's $15? You know, the people who are making millions and millions of dollars and getting their bonuses at the banks, whether or not your business stayed, stayed afloat or not, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. If you're making, you know, six, $700,000 a year, you don't care. You're, you're handling it unless you're over your head and, you know, you've got way too many private schools to pay for. But besides that, you can, you can handle a, a little bit of inflation, but this inflation has happened over the years. You know, in 2005, you didn't care. You didn't notice 3 4%. No. But it happened over a decade. And then all of a sudden, you said, I need to be earning an extra 30 40% between 2005 and 2015. Mm-hmm. But you didn't get a raise of 40%. No. You got a raise of 20%. That's right.
2: Wages stayed down.
1: And then now it's another six years later, and you're sitting there saying, and now the prices have gone up food, gas, everything and I'm sitting there saying, "Well, did I did I get another 30% raise because that's what I need now. I need an additional 30%." No, I'm now working 12-hour days. <laughs> now I'm getting an Uber job just to yeah. just to keep things going. Um is that what this was supposed to be about? Is is that is that how our lives should end up being? Why? To pay off the debt for the government? I mean, at some point something's going to give, and that's why we we feel so strongly in gold and silver. The gut check on gold and silver has always been that. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the market doesn't move, and you go, "Okay, is is this ever going to move?" What the, you have a gut check, and you go, "Gold and silver are finite. They are real money. They've been money for thousands of years. You could dig up an, an ounce of gold." from 2,000 years ago and melt it down and it's exactly as it was. Mm -hmm. In fact, it barely needs shining up once you pull it out of the ground when they find coins in Syria or whatever it it is, is. Mm -hmm. right? And you say, yeah, it's always had value. Now, we don't know what the future is gonna look like, but when you have a past like that, when you have a track record like that, you say, there's a reason why they made that money over 2,000
2: years. I'm gonna put some of my wealth into that. And people are definitely putting their their money into that. The World Gold Council came out with their 2021 Global Trends Report for Q1, and in the next segment, Jeremy, we're going to be talking about more trends. The World Gold Council came out with the gold demand trends for the first quarter of 2021, and we're we're just seeing you know there's reasons for people buying and entities buying gold, and we'll get into that more further. The number one eight seven seven eight
1: silver. The website Guildhallwealth.com. The number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. It's the real money show on Global News Radio six forty Toronto.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio six forty Toronto.
1: Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Special guest joining us today, Jerry, if you can believe it, Paul Wiseman.
3: How are you doing, Paul? Good. I'm finally here to do a show.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get you quickly caught up on, on what we've been discussing today. We've been discussing the fact that, okay, number one, the Trudeau government has, has printed over $600 billion, which is... All of the money that's ever been printed in Canadian history, they've just doubled it.
3: my grandkids are going to pay for it.
1: (laughs) And your great-grandkids are going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So we talked about that. We also talked about um, uh, commodities going up, that we've seen lumber go up 300%, copper's up 100%. Gold and silver remain undervalued, but we have to remember they're part of the commodities super cycle. These things are going to take off, even with the higher premiums. Let's be real. This is a great time to get involved because you don't want to be buying gold at $6,000 an ounce and pl- paying a higher premium because the higher premiums aren't going to go away at those levels, although there will be more buyers at those levels, I'm sure. So that's another thing we were talking about. What we did want to talk about before, um, Jerry's got a, a great article we want to just quickly discuss, and then we want to talk about the Silver Squeeze 2.0. So let's, let's jump into it. Jerry, you brought an interesting article about what's happening with the ETFs, speaking of getting into the physical market.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's a little bit more of a continuation on the trends, and we have to follow the trends. So the World Gold Council came out with their gold outlook for 2021, and despite the uncertainties, gold and silver remain very, very positive. Uh, what was very interesting one some key takeaways uh, from the report was the ETFs. Outflows reached about 178 tons. That's the
3: gold and silver ETFs?
2: Yeah, the shares. Okay. People are leaving the share markets. However, offset, so it's dragging the prices down a little bit, but it's being offset by physical gold and silver demand for coins and bars. So despite the ETF outflows, you have really huge demand on the physical. Uh, not only that, central banks have bought a healthy 95 tons in Q1, Turkey, Hungary, Russia, uh, all all doubling down, minus the Bank of Canada, of course. So the trends are definitely our friend, a continuation of last week. Yeah, you know, when it comes to stocks, you can always issue more stock. When it
1: comes to cryptos, you can always just buy in smaller and smaller fractions. But when it comes to actual physical metal, there is a finite amount. You can only buy... You know, when it comes to gold, you can only buy a gram, and there's 31 grams in an ounce, so that leaves you with one thirty-one of an ounce um, that you can buy. That's it. That's the limit. Mm-hmm. After that, that's it. You can't get into the market. You are squeezed out of the market, and I feel like that's going to be an eventuality in this market as well. You're, the the price of gold is going to go so high that you're not going to be able to buy a full ounce. Okay, you'll be able to get a half an ounce. At I that point, you might you, be able to get down to a, to 10 grams, 5 grams. What do you yeah, think, I don't Paul? know
3: whether you kind of spoke about the, the mining companies, some of the large uh, miners of gold and silver, especially the silver producers, they're holding back on inventory. Um, whatever they bring out of the ground, they're keeping quite a lot back and giving a small amount to the refineries. That's why there's a shortage. Um, why would the miners know that if – Silver's trading at $26 an ounce US. Uh, why would they sell it at $26 when they probably know by the end of the year it's going to be $35 and probably $50 the following year? Um, everything is being hyped up. And I spoke about this uh, a month ago. Everything's on fire. Cryptocurrencies on fire. Real estate's on fire. The stock market's on fire. All fires get put out. Eventually, the biggest forest fire in Australia last year eventually got put out. You know, it ruins a few people, it ruins some lumber, but it gets put out. And it's going to happen. You know, inflation is out there. I mean, the government keeps on telling us inflation is maybe 2.2%. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, you know, I watched something last night about the price of groceries. It's, you know, gone crazy. You talked about lumber. Lumber's doubled. The price of houses are going up because the cost of lumber. You know, copper has gone from $2 to $4. It's going to, you know, you want copper piping? You're going to pay more for that. Insurance has gone up like crazy. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned mining, which means with all of these increases,
1: inflation on commodities, etc., gas prices the cost to, mining, to mine is going to go up as well. So all of these things feed into the fact that the only thing that gets more supply to start lowering the, the price on this is pulling stuff out of the ground with blood, sweat, and tears. And if that's getting more and more expensive like everything else, then you also know the price is rising. Plus, obviously, the premiums are still super high on the metals. So the only way that that gets reconciled is with higher prices.
3: I got Yesterday afternoon, we had a conference call, Jeremy. Uh, with our largest supplier, with the CEO, the CFO, all the vice presidents, because we are kind of concerned a little bit because we just can't get enough product to fill our orders, especially on registered accounts. We we have product at Guildhall. We're showing on our e-store. We have it. We're filling every order as it comes out, um, but. You know, For our registered accounts, the product has to go in the account within 10 days and there's just not enough product to fill the orders that we have and the orders that are out there. And yet the price is low. Well, the price is low because it's manipulated and let tell everybody that it is manipulated because they don't want the price to go up. Um, You know, everything right now is let's keep interest rates low. That way, you know, people can make money. They can use their houses as ATM machines, and it's going to go up. My opinion, you know, people are making a lot of money in real estate. Eventually, the government is going to say, you know what? It's been tax-free for a long time. Whatever you made profit when you sold your house, Hmm. guess what? You've made a lot of money. We gave you really low interest rates. Now we're going to grab it back. Yeah. And they're going to grab it back because there's no other way to get the money. They're going to put HST up. HST is 13%. I believe it will go to 50. percent Or they'll come up with a different tax, like the carbon well, tax. Well, they're going to tax right. something. I mean, you know, it's the same thing on registered accounts. It's the same thing. What's happening in the States, I mean, they're all already talking about raising corporate tax. They had a break. They said, well, only the wealthy, only the big companies made money. It helped the economy greatly, and it was terrific. Now they're going to put up, you know, the corporate rate. Everything is going up. They want to do infrastructure in the states. The cost of doing infrastructure, which they should have done 12, 16, 20 years ago, is going to cost them five times as much. Well, we didn't talk about that. The fact that the Biden administration, within 100 days,
1: they've got three packages out, which is worth more than $6 trillion. 100 days, $6 trillion they're ready to spend. That is absolute craziness. Let's talk about Silver Squeeze 2.0 in the next we'll- segment. The number 18778 Silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com, we'll be right back. It's the real money show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to the Real Money Show the number 18778 silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Paul, we were just talking about Biden. His administration, A 100 days, they've already got three packages ready to go worth 6 trillion dollars of government printing of money.
3: Well, you know, it's crazy. I mean, it's just if you had a printing press, you'd go to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, these governments are printing money. In actual fact, all they're doing is diluting people's of uh, the dollar. I mean, they're confiscating people's wealth. The rich are getting richer because of low interest rates. You know, they can buy stocks, they can buy real estate, they can do whatever. The average person uh, that I know can't buy Amazon stock, you know, say to the average person, how many shares of Amazon you got at $3,000? <laughs> yeah. That's no, US, not Canadian. Yeah,
1: unless they bought it in 1999. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the silver squeeze. So, you know, silver squeeze 1.0, we'll call it now, um, was a frontal assault on the retail market and getting into ETFs, etc. The idea was... Let's do what we did with GameStop. Let's push the price up. Let's let's bring it to them straight on. And I'm kind of looking at this in, in retrospect, and I'm thinking, wow, it's like a, I envision you know those medieval uh, wars where they try to take a castle by just like let's charge it and like do our best to. And you know the banks are bigger than that, but w- let's let's go around the table here. Silver squeeze 2.0 May Day. It's here. If you're listening to the show, we recorded on Friday. Perhaps you're listening on May 1st. What are
2: your thoughts? Is this going to work? Of course it's going to work. Uh, you got people waking up, like Paul said. The the average investor, the average individual is not receiving theirs. It's the rich that are getting richer. And Occupy Wall Street 2.0 is this silver squeeze. You can get a piece of silver. If everyone were to do that, it makes a huge impact on the 1,000 times shares per every one ounce of silver on the market. Plus – Paul also mentioned about the the mints and the mines. They're they're not releasing. Actually, the the former U.S. Mint director Ed Moy just spoke uh, to Kitco the other day, and they mentioned that the mints are running out of gold. That there's not enough physical silver to cover the paper. So we're all questioning how are the premiums going to go back to normal? Well, it's not. What, he says one of the main reasons for spot prices that I have not caught up to the, to the Gold and silver premium adjusted price is that the overall markets are flooded with bullion derivatives. But he said, but it's only a matter of time before the short contracts keeping the price down expire. So this is a matter of time. And the more we take our physical silver out, the charade ends. Paul, silver uh, squeeze 2.0.
1: What what did you make of silver
3: squeeze 1.0? You know silver shot up. I mean back in March of last year, March of uh, two thousand and twenty, silver got smashed down to eleven dollars and sixty cents, yeah, you know overnight, basically uh, it went up as high as what twenty nine fifty, thirty dollars yeah. in that range. yeah uh, when the silver squeezed, the last silver squeeze, we went from like twenty four dollars to twenty nine fifty, thirty dollars very quickly, a couple of days yeah um, The problem is. You have to pay for the physical product. If you're buying futures or options or whatever, you're putting the tiniest amount of money down. When you're buying physical product, you have to pay for it in full. There's not financing. You can't put 10% down. You have to pay for it. That's why we offer you can take it home, go to our e-store. We only put up on our e-store, by the way, what we have in stock. What's the point of putting 40 different SKUs of gold when all you've got is gold maples and one ounce gold RCM bars and gold Pamp Fortunas? You don't need 37 other items that says out of stock, give me a call, you know, 10 to 20, 30 day delivery. The same thing with silver. We have 100 ounce RCM bars for sale. We have 100 ounce silver Pamp Swiss bars, which I love to death. We have 10 ounce silver bars and kilo silver bars and everybody's favorite, the silver maple. Now again, do you think
1: silver squeeze 2.0 is going to It's probably going to
3: happen and I think you're going to probably see a 30 to 40% increase. I think you're going to see silver at $35. Um I my crystal ball's a little foggy now. I'm not going to say it's going to happen Monday afternoon, right. but it's silver's going to go to $35, especially with the FX. You know, the Canadian dollar is trading around about 122, 123. It's come off from a high uh, you know, I bought last month at a 1.27. I was paying for, to yeah, buy I remember US it 1.35 $1. at one point, it's dropped four percent. You're going to see gold and silver go up. Gold and silver, you have to understand, is your insurance policy. You, if you own your own home, great, you've done well, it's gone up in value. If you've got some stocks, you've got some, you know, cash. You've done extremely well, but you need to ensure the stock market right now. It's at an all time high. Mm -hmm. What happens if it collapses 30 40%? You're not quick enough to get the money out, you're not quick enough to sell. The insiders have already sold. And it's the last one in is the first one to get hurt.
1: Yeah, I liked what Peter Grandage said in an interview recently. He said something to the effect of, um, "He's been in the business for 38 years, and he's never he's never seen the ending of the movie, and the middle class lived happily ever after." <laughs> no, you know, you they're, know, they're the last to know.
3: I, Any, I think anyway. I just yeah. I just believe you need to own anywhere from 10, 15, 20 percent of a hard asset like gold and silver in your portfolio. You know. Uh Salenti said, I mean, he always says gold is for your golden years. You buy gold, you put it away. For the last 15 years, it's averaged 10% increase, even, you know, in a bad year there or whatever we had. It's still up 10% a year. You know, silver is a little bit more, I should say, turbulent. I mean, it, you know, it has its ups and downs. But the market has been kept down. But you've got to remember, silver is not only a precious metal, it's an industrial metal, and with solar power, you know, this green thing in the States that they want and they're pushing it, silver is going to start going through the roof. Gold is also going to go through the roof. You need to buy it, whether you buy it, take it home, whether you buy it, put it in one of our depositories, which is safe, secure, allocated, segregated to you, or put it in a registered account. TFSA, if you've never owned a TFSA, that's a tax-free savings account. Whatever you make, you get to keep you're not paying a nickel and tax on it. It's it's the
1: biggest head fake that the price of silver has not taken off yet, although it is up 40%, so anyone who's been in the market for several years can can take a sigh of relief and say, I don't have to bite my nails as much because I've reached a new level, but it's the next levels that are going to be really exciting when silver eventually breaks into the triple digits. I think that's where it's going to be
2: incredible. Last thoughts, Jerry? Well, you have a, When we're surrounded by... Just many, many bubbles. We have a bubble in real estate, bubble in uh, the crypto space. We have bubbles in the stock markets. We're surrounded. Once that catalyst hit, once that bubble, you know, gets pricked, watch out for gold and silver. Where, where the stage is set.
3: And the point is, you can't. You know, you need to buy it now. It's better to be one month too early than one day too late. Then you need to get it now. The number one eight seven seven eight silver, the website,
1: guildhallwealth Gentlemen, thanks for joining me today on the show. Paul, great to have you back.
3: You wish me a happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy Paul. Happy birthday,
1: Paul. Um again, one eight seven seven eight silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com. You've been listening to the real money show on Global News
0: Radio, six forty Toronto. We'll talk to you next week.